Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and John Scheimer. What's up, guys? Welcome to Get Heavy Podcast. Uh, we got a cool episode for you tonight. Uh, we got my buddy Bobby Wilcox, um, bass player extraordinaire. Uh, he's been in a million bands. He's from Ventura. currently lives in Oakland uh, with his wife and daughter. Uh, he plays bass for He Who Cannot Be Named, the mysterious guitar player for the Dwarves. Uh, he's been playing in that for a long time. Um, does a lot of really cool shit. He is uh, probably the Lord shit poster on Facebook. I love everything he posts all the time. Um, he's an absurdist. Um, it was a really, really fun talk. And uh, yeah, man, so enjoy that. Uh, having said that, <clears throat> uh, guys, check out the YouTube page. Uh, like, subscribe, hit that notifications bell. Let's get those subscribers up. We can start doing some cool shit with that. And then, uh, as always, you know, rate, review, follow, all that bullshit. Tell your friends, really, honestly. And uh, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. We got exclusive tour stories. These episodes are going to be coming up probably almost a week earlier uh, than uh, what's going to be dropping live. So I'm really starting to get ahead of myself now. And I can drop these episodes uh, a lot earlier. So if you want to get them probably up to a week earlier, uh, you'll be able to do that on the Patreon. $1 a month gets you in the door. I got the mask marked down to 5 bucks, so I want to get through the last bit of those. So you're going to go to get heavy pod- or getheavypodcast.bigcartel.com and uh, click all that shit. So having said all that, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the pod, and uh, I'm stoked you finally are on, you know, and you got to fucking, yeah. I got to say, of all the guests, your background is the best so far. Oh, yeah? You're, Michael yeah. Myers? Yeah, you got Michael Myers, you got, <laughs> you got everything, man, it's fucking beautiful, you know? Yeah, you know, childhood issues, whatever bad childhood you recreated <laughs> as a 40-year-old with toys, like, let's be real, you know? Right, right. Isn't, <laughs> it, isn't that funny, man? You're like, I've, I, I don't, I've changed my podcast like setting like 1600 times so far. And now that it's just me, you know what I mean? Like I really got to figure out where I want to do it. I got a spot at my work. I could do it, but the internet's dog shit. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck man. So I got to figure out what I can do. Cause I'm going to start getting guests in live in studio, you know, soon. Oh, you know I mean? sure. So I got to have like a place where we can go and sit and not have my kids run in the fucking door and all that. You know what I mean? Did you have a spot at a, uh, at fatty vegan? Yeah, well, yeah, when I was with John, so uh, he's not going to be doing the podcast anymore. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I kind of made an announcement a couple weeks ago. He's just, you know, with the obviously getting into the restaurant business, especially during COVID, you know, it's taken up so much of his time. And, you know, and, and I just don't know how much he, you know, is really, really in. He's obviously not as dedicated as I am. It's my deal. I want to fucking do it. You know, yeah. He, he kind of, he a couple weeks ago, he's like, hey, man, I'm just. And, he, and the possibility of being on tour again is coming up for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, now you're gone for two, three months, and i got to man the ship anyway. So it's all good, man. I'm, I'm stoked for him, you know? I mean. Hell, yeah. Anyone yeah, we can, actually. Go ahead. I said anyone that can figure out how to create a business right now and make money, fucking go, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Dude, we were like, I try to remember the exact reason why we went down south. It was some, like. 
bucket let's just take a little road trip or whatever and it was like the second week they were open and that was like the first stop we just stayed at a little hotel in ventura like downtown kept it all like low-key i didn't want to like meet up with a bunch of motherfuckers and yeah. be awkward you know yeah um but we split into fatty vegan and just oh cool man hugged him and sean and just i mean yeah. dude so much respect for that and the food was delicious yeah it's amazing are, are you you vegan or you're not vegan no yeah but i mean that's that's a cool thing sean's not a vegan you know what i mean so for me right. it's like you got a not vegan making vegan food shit tastes delicious <laughs> and he's an incredible fucking chef yeah uh, he was a he was the executive chef up at the ranch house in ojai uh, for a long time i know and uh dude i mean i fucking went up there i had a pork chop it made me tear up dude i mean it fucking, <laughs> i literally like i didn't even cry when my kids were born but i fucking teared up dude <laughs> like literally like, you're holding the pork chop <laughs> I've never loved so, so much of my entire life. <laughs> it was ridiculous, dude. Was yeah, crazy. I got mad respect for Sean, man. I've, I've always we were in that band together for a short time, and in that short time, we just bonded like yeah, cut from the same cloth for better or worse, you know. Sean yeah, and I are very similar. There is a wild Ventura <laughs> desert connection, dude. You know what I mean? Right. The Ventura AV connection is strong. It's it's really weird. <laughs> it's it's like I met when I met John. I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna be totally friends. Like. We are totally going to be friends. Like, I, I understand exactly where you're from. You know what I mean? Like, right. And I'm originally you, from there, you know. But, that's what I was going to ask. Are you from Palmdale? Uh, I was born, well, I was born way out in Trona, like Ridgecrest, way the fuck past. Wow. Me. But when yeah. I was a kid, I lived in Roseman until I was about 10. And then uh, and then we moved to Ventura. So I'm from Ventura, you know what I mean? But um, Man, I'm from Port- Porterville until I was 10. Damn, so. really? I don't claim that shit. Yeah, I'm from Ventura. Nah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, how do you? My roots are there. I got family there, and all that. But it's, you know, I ended up moving back there for a couple of years. But uh, it just fuck no, dude. I'm, I worked real hard to get back. You know what I mean? To Ventura. Yeah. Like, there's no. Yeah. Way. I've driven through Porterville, like, and driving down south and coming back up. I've like taken Lindsay. Like, here's the house I grew up in. You know, and I, yeah. I, the minute I enter Porterville, like, I have very few memories of it. I just look around and I'm like. Did your whole family relocate to Ventura? Yeah, with, my with just your mom and dad, or no mom and dad? What's the deal? Yeah, Give mom me and dad. The origin story. That's what I know. <laughs> Born in Tulare, outside Porterville. Mm-hmm. Uh, mom, mom and dad, older sister. I was born a twin. My twin died at birth. Oh damn. Um, yeah. So there's the answer to your question. Something people probably don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then just. Yeah, regular ass childhood until I was no, actually I was nine. I was in fourth grade, mm. and I don't even know why. My aunt and uncle uncle lived on Pierpont. Um, I would come to Pierpont in the summertime because the summers in Porterville, as you know, are just rough. fucking hell. Yeah. yeah, totally rough. Can't even ride your bike outside. Yeah. Um, so I'd stay on Pierpont as a little kid, and then eventually we just made the move. I mean, I think my parents did it for obvious reasons. Yeah, uh, why would, if they had the opportunity, why would you not, you know? <laughs> right. So I moved out here. We have a small family. I mean, my grandparents were up in Oregon. Uh, grandparents on my mom's side were already dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, my mom, dad, sister moved to Ventura, and that's it. I was there until, what, 10 years ago? Moved right. up here? Moved and, and, and you're up in Oakland, right? I'm north of Oakland now. Originally, I moved to Oakland. Now I'm up in Vallejo because of cost of living yeah. issues. 
Yeah. Well, and then you're still living in Oakland. You know what I mean? So it's like, if I'm going to pay it's this East much. It's East Bay. Yeah. yeah. If I'm going to pay this much, I'm going to fucking be somewhere nice, dude. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, man. Is I like, Oakland's got a rep for for a good reason, for mm-hmm. part of the town. Mm-hmm. But, like, the area I was in, it was like, Whole Foods was my grocery store, and I lived on a lake, and it was, like, oh, super okay. nice. Yeah, I lived back yeah. on Lake Merritt and Adam oh, Point. Okay. But, like, that was the thing. When it I, when I had a kid, and it was time to, like, get out of an apartment, get a house with a yard and everything, mm-hmm. um, I was in this apartment with this bro deal. I was paying, like, $1,000 a month to live in this nice neighborhood on this lake. When I went into the actual housing market, I couldn't find a house without bars on the windows in Oakland for under 900000 Right. Yeah. Like, so, oh, okay. and it was like, I'm not moving out by the stadium. I'm not moving to the place where the reputation comes from. Right. I want to live in my nice little safe little pocket that I love so much, and I just couldn't do it. That, so, and you know what, man? When you have out, kids, out, out. you know, when you start having kids and fucking, you know, it's always like, oh, I'm going to be fucking, I'm going to live in poverty till I die. I'm punk as fuck. And then you have a kid and you're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Too. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I need a yard. I need yeah. like, I need, I, I need target nearby. You right. know? I need, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I'm feeling fancy, it's Target. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Target, right? Yeah, right. Totally. So when you moved to Ventura, um, what got you into playing music? What got you into punk? Obviously Ventura Oxnard, you know, it's got the whole thing. Like, how did you start? Have you always yeah. been a bass player? Yeah, I mean, I think I got a guitar first, and when I was like 13, 12 or 13, mm-hmm. and just kind of plunked around on it and didn't really, like, connect with it. Like, I tried, but it just didn't really, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah. It just didn't, it didn't hit. I never took lessons or anything, so I was just trying to, like, play along to stuff. And um, I read somewhere that someone learned how to play bass by, at, so at this point I was already into, you know, my sister had older boyfriends. She's three years older than me. Mm-hmm. So I was already like, I bought Appetite for Destruction when I was nine, like when it came out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then, like, and then went into like, someone gave me a tape with uh, Walk Among Us on one side and Ramon's It's Alive on the other side. Right. And I was, that's it. Like, this is my shit, right? And then from there, it's just like reading Thrasher as a kid and like, like the mail order section, like the sessions mail order and the old Thrashers was like right. how I found out about bands. Yeah. You know, like, Looking at T-shirts and you know what is Pusshead like? That's what I like. You know what I mean? So right, I found like yeah. I found Poison Idea and shit like that when I was like fourteen. You know, just through. Were you aware of the Oxnard like scene, or did it like you're all, no. wait a minute? <laughs> like, yeah, isn't it no, weird when you dude. find out? You're like, oh shit, this town has like a crazy punk rock history. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because I had seen. I'm, I'm getting off track from your question, but like I, I had seen like aggression shit in Thrasher magazine. Like right. in eighty nine, ninety, aggression was like all over Thrasher. Right. And I didn't find out they were from Oxnard playing shows when I was reading that magazine until like yeah. high school. You know, and I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. I've always liked music. Always liked. I mean, just like anyone probably listening, I always gravitated towards like aggressive, loud music. Um, I don't know something about Misfits, Ramones, just the catchiness, but it's still like rough and kind of threatening. It super into mm-hmm. and i had a great grandpa who not actually related by blood but he was 100 years old so my dad called him my great grandpa he was a friend of the family he played bass like until the day he died he was 100 and some jazz oh, really band. wow yeah so when he died i inherited Wait, a 62 can you imagine playing bass for 100 years like even even 80 you know what i mean, I mean? Even like, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah holy shit man you know 
So I, I inherited a 60. It's like painful to talk about. 62. It was like a 62 body with a 63 neck fee base. Yeah. And I ended up like, dude, in Code Hammer Kids, I played that base and I had no idea what I was playing. Right. And I, I ended up like, I don't know. I remember the neck was gone for. I don't know what happened to it. It ended up in pieces and just went away. Oh but when God. I got that when I got that base, I had read somewhere that um, somebody learned how to play bass by playing along to the first Ramones record by like turning down whatever speed one side because it's like guitar is oh, on the right, bass sure, is on the left. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you just like sweep it over to the other side and play along to it, and that's how I learned how to play bass. Really? Just playing you just along. Sat down mm-hmm. and tried to start figuring shit out, huh? Because I had like I was super in like. Seventh, eighth grade, I got super into Primus, like randomly. Mm-hmm. Just fucking loved him. And then I realized, like, oh, he's playing bass. That's how, that's what that, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I gave up trying to learn that shit within like an hour. I was like, okay, right. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. No. So I was like getting guitar magazines and trying to like taught myself how to read tablature. But it doesn't teach you timing if you're reading tablature. So no. I was like kind of understanding like sort of how like boxes on the neck work and I just took like the long way around, dude. Like I could have, I could have been way better, way faster if I had taken lessons. But I, I'm still taking the long way, dude. I don't know shit. You know, I feel like either. I don't know shit, dude. It's like it's ridiculous, either. honestly, man. Like I, you know, and, and I'm just now like, I mean, I know things, obviously, I can play, but you know, I feel like you know when you meet guys that are like, I'm in a band with guys now. You know, Bill Benson, fucking incredible musician, knows everything, knows every single note he's doing, knows what key we're in, knows fucking you know how to fucking harmonize it and i'm like a caveman still i you know what i mean i'm like well yeah i don't know i just hit a bunch of things and then it goes there <laughs> he's like he's like well we're in a so steve sharp would be every one of you like uh like sure. i still do i still like i mean i know all the notes on the neck if i like look at it and go that's this 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 but if we're just playing like if i'm just trying to come up with a bass part because he who has like some riff or whatever Mm-hmm. I still like am visual. Like I knew it. Oh yeah. I, visual patterns. I know what they sound like. And I just kind of adjust them up and down the neck. Right. Like yeah. I know all the like punk rock like tricks. You know what I mean? Like the little. Yeah. Yeah. Standard yeah, punk rock bass tricks. I just but still also, apply them know, all. That, I, I always dealt with the fact that you know the guys that seem to and this is obviously is a huge caveat, but the guys that are taught, you know what I mean? Like schooled, fucking no theory, all these things. I find those guys have a really hard time writing music. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? I, I, don't, I don't know if they're – obviously, there's a million cases otherwise. But, you know, in my experience, the guy that fucking just plays through and plays by feeling and plays by – that's the guy that's coming up with riffs 90% of the time. You know what I mean? And I'm saying right. with a huge caveat. You know, like – but in my experiences, the guys that are so technically sound – are usually good at adding to, good at good at structure these things, but they're oftentimes they don't seem to be the guys with the riffs. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. or, or you know, it, it's just so weird. You know, so you almost it's, you need that. It's balance, cliche. You know? Yeah, it's cliche as fuck. But like, you can't learn soul. You know, you can't learn <laughs> yeah. like feeling it. Yeah. No, and, and and a testament to all that is like all the shit that like influenced us, like all the the groundbreaking bands. I mean. Misfits from Owens. We just talked about them. Those motherfuckers could play. They still can't. Right. Well, and they made it. They made it accessible for us. And that's the same conversation that we always all have. You know what I mean? Like that's why we got into punk rock. You Mm -hmm. know, I I I started really like I was more into like metal uh, than punk rock because that's just kind of how it like came to me. Like 
Right. I was listening to like Kill 'Em All and shit like before I listened to punk rock, and I was like, oh, it's kind of the same. Yeah. It's just fast and messy, you know. Yeah, for sure. And then you know, <laughs> but it's you know when you sit down and you try to fucking figure out a Metallica solo, you, you're I mean you got a solid two weeks, dude. <laughs> you know I, I still mean? can't. So I still like, can't. Yeah, it's like yeah. or if you got to sit down and figure out a Rose record, you're like afternoon. We got it. And it feels fun, you know. What I mean, it's great. Yeah. I can barely play "Raining Blood." I can play "Raining Blood" poorly, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's not hard. Yeah. But I just, eh. yeah. My <laughs> my band wants to cover a uh, Wrath Child like right now, Iron Maiden, and it's uh-huh. real, you know it's it's an old fucking Iron Maiden song, and uh-huh. it's not like killers. Yep, it's totally a great fucking song, right? And it's like I can play the riffs, dude, but then they're like, "Oh yeah, we should cover it." And I'm like, "Have you fucking?" heard the vocals dude there's a reason there's a singer you know like i said i don't know that i can do this <laughs> you know like it's like fucking yeah, 10 yeah. words a line why he's like you're like get the fuck out of here man like dude you want to hear some inspiration have you heard um have you heard zeke cover that no no i'd have to so there was things. a there was a west i mean you know zeke yeah, sure, yeah. But that the, band is great dude one of my favorites you mount rushmore for sure um, the free the West Memphis three compilation from like the I don't know, early two thousands. Yeah, I maybe that. wasn't Late Henry 90s. Rollins put that out right? Didn't he? It was it was like yeah. a big Rollins thing. Yeah, and I think I could be wrong. I think Zeke playing Rothschild is on that. I'll have to check it out, dude. Yeah, they dumb they dumb it down just enough. I mean, Marky can fucking rip, but like yeah. Yeah. they dumb it down enough. You can tell it's like. Punks that like metal are covering it, and right. it's just good enough, you know. Yeah, well, it's the same thing when Slayer Slayer did the the punk album, you know what I mean, the covers album, and I was like, love that record. Oh, I love it, dude. Like I was it's like, so oh, good. Shit, dude, this is, you know, but these guys, that was probably super fun for them because they're just dumb, like dumb music for them, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. compared to a goddamn Slayer record, it's you know ridiculous, you know. I know, right? Yeah, it's crazy stuff, man. So. I, you know, I remember you were in, always in bands here. You know what I mean? It, always playing music. What got you? Were you? Did you join He Who? What do you? What What do you shorten it to? Because I want to always say this full name. What do you call it? Yeah, I was gonna like text you and go, "Can you bleep stuff out?" Because I'm probably gonna say his name on accident. We gotta like keep kayfabe going. You yeah, know what no I mean? Problem, I, have yeah. a, I gotta I gotta pretend he's like not a real person. Yeah. Um. Well, Ventura. To answer your question originally. It was just like organic, dude. I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I played bass. I started playing with, uh, remember Ian Crawford and Tony McDonald? Yeah. Remember those guys? Oh, yeah. I was in a band called Killfather with them mm-hmm. when I was like 14. And then I started playing with this guy, Jeff Lutis, this guy, Nick Claybaum, who I don't know if they even went on to play in any other bands. We just went to Buena together and we were covering like Jawbreaker and I don't know, but he like face to face a lot. It was like all that like early nineties right. kind of melodic stuff. And I was more into like aggressive, kind of angry shit, but I was just stoked to like play, you know, like right. they were both better than me. So I was, I kind of learned how to play by like jamming in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played like two shows. We played at like day road cafe once uh-huh. my mom came. It was kind of weird. And then um, at that point I started going to shows. I started going to like mogs and, the Mayfair and all that. Mm-hmm. And then it just, yeah, this is what I want to do for sure. I mean, I saw so many bands, Arch Enemy. I used to like a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, then I, yeah, Coat Hanger Kids put like a flyer up at record outlet. And I answered it. 
and they were like, we like Bikini Kill and the Misfits. And I was like, sure, Fuck whatever. Yeah. yeah, I don't know you people. And then they were in Oxnard. So then I started going out to Oxnard, and that's when I found out about, like, oh, shit, all these bands are in Oxnard. So, like, I went to Skate Palace, and I went to, like, you know, with Tony Lopez and yeah. uh, the, Rose, the Rose Brothers and shit. Uh, and then it's just... Yeah, one band breaks up, you join another one, and then that one one. breaks up. So I I have a vague memory of you in a band. Oh, no. And it was at like a a VFW hall, right? Oh, and And I fought that dude. Right, right. There was like some crazy chaos that went on. What band was that? It was with Clayton? Or who the fuck that was, was a, that? That was the that was the pretty uglies, and that was pretty me. Uglies. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah. That that was Jonah from Fixated and Arch Enemy. Right. Play guitar. Okay. And then okay. this guy, this guy wrecked. Who was like older than all of us, and like Jonah and Jason Lurie, um, who he played in a bunch of other bands too. Um, they knew him, and he was some LA guy, like some cock rocker guy that moved at uh, Ventura uh-huh. and tried to put a band together. And they're like, we know this like punk guy Bobby that should play bass. So I came in and they were just like ACDC played at like motorhead speed. Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So and, I, remember, and I was like, oh. I'm, do you remember the show I'm talking about? Oh fuck. Yeah. So you I, okay. I <laughs> you oh, yeah, I'll tell you. cause I remember being in the crowd watching and going like, Oh shit. <laughs> you know? But I, yeah, I tried to light him. I tried to light him on fire. I like, tried right. to light him on fire. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I used to, um, I liked Nashville Pussy a lot at the time. And I saw Nashville Pussy play at the Underground of Santa Barbara and ended up like hanging out with him afterward. Mm-hmm. And Corey, the bass player, used to spit fire. And I was like, what do you use to spit fire? Because she'd drink it out of a beer bottle and then she'd right. spit fire. And she's like, it's it's a tiki torch oil. Right. Like, like, like lamp uh, oil or something. Yeah, but it's the paraffin. I uh, don't get the colored, like, anti-mosquito kind. It's just the clear. Yeah. Uh, whatever, paraffin, right? Torch oil. So I think it was at like fucking Bubba's down on Thompson or something. One day I just like showed. I didn't tell anyone I was gonna do it. I just duct taped a drumstick to the, like, my headstock and wrapped uh-huh. a rag around it uh-huh. and lit it on fire and blew this fireball inside <laughs> Bubba's and like hit. The, Bubba's had this metal ceiling and it hit it and just went like like yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, well, well, that was easy. Like bars love that, by the way. Definitely do that at bars. You play Bubba's a hundred fucking <laughs> times because, like, because people like the fire and shit. So, like, right. we pack it out and we get yeah. paid. So, anyway, we went to, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was the women's club, the Ohio Women's Center. No, this yeah. was in Ventura off market. It was like a fucking. You're right. V- yeah, it, it was, was VFW. A, it was a VFW of some sort. It and was. They, it was like. I'm pretty sure it was the only show they did because of this. The what the incident that went down, dude. Sorry, I remember, I've sorry. Never, well, fuck. I mean, I remember there being a couple, maybe, but I I want to say that about ended it. You know? How come there's no always just shows in Ventura? Because <laughs> yeah. fucking Bobby, because Bobby Wilcox. Wilcox. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened was I I yeah. I don't think I knowing me in 2001 or whatever. I'm sure I didn't ask anybody. I'm sure I just was oh, like. Yeah. I'm going to do what I do. Yeah. And I, so the, the, the stage was pretty high. I had just played Nickelbees and lit the ceiling on fire at Nickelbees on accident. Uh-huh. So I knew like, okay, if it's going to be big, I need, Bubba's has a metal ceiling. Not every bar is going to have a metal ceiling. I got to learn how to do this. So I jumped off the stage onto the floor. Right. And I lit the end of my guitar on fire and I was playing on the floor. And it was a part of this one song. It was like when I did it. 
And I had enough usually in my mouth to do like two like big ones. So I did it, and this guy comes over from the side and like pushes me, and I'm I have a chipmunk tank of lighter like lamp oil. My guitar is flaming, like going. Yeah, and I like I kept pushing him away, and he fucking I felt like a like he rang my bell, like he hit me, he punched me. Yeah, I I kind of felt something on my head, and I faced him, and I went, and I blew it, and I remember (laughs) from like the knee from the knees up, he was fired. Right, yeah, dude. yeah, yep. And as it came, as it came out, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, like this is not a good idea. It's but gonna be a problem. Too late. And he was like going like this, and he wasn't on fire. Like it didn't stick to him. Yeah. And then I took off my guitar and I like tackled him and started punching him. And someone held him back, and while they're holding him, I'm still punching him like a chicken shit, just mm. being stupid. And then it was over. Yeah. And then. Everyone's like, oh, he wants to talk to you outside. He wants to talk to you outside. So I took a couple of beer bottles and I put them in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And I went outside ready to just, like, smash it. And he's like, hey, this is my grandma or my grandpa. Somebody runs this club and you're disrespecting me by, like, doing this fire shit. I'm like, you fucking booked us, dude. The only reason people like this fucking band is that spit fire. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's be honest. Which was a mean thing to say to for my bandmates, but it was it was mostly true, right? Right. Um, you didn't know? And he's like, I didn't know. I didn't book the show. And I'm like, well, fucking, I'm sorry. Did anybody get hurt other than you almost? Like, yeah. I, know, I know what I'm doing, dude. I wasn't going to light your fucking venue on fire. Yeah. Until I was going to light you on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know exactly what happened after that, but that was the story was he felt extremely disrespected because that was like, that was my grandma's venue. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I remember. I remember. I was a kid. I was fuck all of fifteen, maybe sixteen, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. You know I'm what sorry. I mean? I <laughs> mean, it wasn't my first show. It wasn't my first thing I've seen, but it was definitely the first time I saw someone blow a fireball into a person. <laughs> and then, yeah. And, and, and then watch a huge fight go down. And I remember. I remember the funniest part was watching someone. I don't know who it was. Grabs Clayton. I think it was Clayton. Right. Yeah. Grabbed him oh, Clayton, Clayton! Clayton went and kicked the guy in the fucking teeth, or right? Something. Yeah, and then someone grabbed him and slung him across the fucking floor, and it about knocked him out because he's you know all of five pounds. You know what I mean? I just remember standing there going like, "Ooh, this is cool." <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I like Clayton. Yeah. I would have, yeah, I would have got active for that. For well, sure. you, were, you were busy. I mean, you were busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> to yeah, my I memory, I was wondering if my imagination was like. uh getting away with me. I, because I, I remember in my mind, this fireball, like these two legs. Mm-hmm. I remember. Oh no, it was right at him. It was right at him. I yeah. Okay. yeah I mean, as far as what I remember, I mean, I remember going, Oh shit. You know, it wasn't until I saw Dillinger escape plan many years later that they were blowing fireballs into the crowd at the living yeah. room. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. oh, this is crazy, dude. You know, yeah. And, but then their music, you know, really, it was on the Calculating Infinity tour, and it was like their first. You know, holy shit, dude, that was yeah. wild. You know, but that, that you, was you next were level. My first, you were my first fireball, dude. So oh. that's cool. You know, oh. besides, besides watching hippies fucking do it. <laughs> I blew uh, Alpine, but when they had the shows upstairs, I walked outside onto the balcony and I blew it uh-huh. over the half pipe. Yeah, and apparently all the oil landed on the half pipe, and some kid like broke his arm. Oh no! It was all slippery, and I found out about it like a week later, and I felt right. so fucking terrible. Like, I got it. Yeah. I was never trying to hurt anybody except that one guy, you know. Yeah, well, you know, Ventura's got a fucking long history of wild fucking shows, dude. I mean, I've been to and caused 
a few of them. You know what I mean? We ripped apart. Uh, uh, it was the American Legion at the time, or it was Take Two, and it was the last show. It was Wrath, one of the. I was there. Uh, oh, we played. We played. We played. We played right. the night before, or we we played that After, night. Maybe was it that? Night? Well, I yeah, I don't know. I don't can't remember. But remember that fucking place got ripped. We got through two and a half songs, and it was. Like, I remember, like, yeah, like people were ripping down uh, the shingles. And yeah, <laughs> and guitars were going into the shingles and stuff. We, I think, yeah. we might have played the night before. Oh, well, there we was a show the, the night. There was a show the night after there, I think, too. So I don't know what it was, but I remember all night because they knew it was closing, and people were like, "We're going to rip this place apart, right?" And I'm like, "Hey, dude, I'm playing. Like, I'm not going to be ripping anything apart. I'll provide the soundtrack. I don't fucking. I'm not condoning or condemning or you know. I'm going to rip like, your fucking ears apart. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But it was like we got through two fucking songs, and they pulled their ex- zip, pulled the plug, and I just started packing shit up, dude. I was like, "All right." We're out of here because it looked like a fucking war zone all of a sudden, you know. But, I remember. I mean, there was another time where uh, there was a show. Remember, they used to do shows at South Coast Fellowship. I don't, You may have uh-huh. been gone, right? Or, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Papa Ray Ray played with his band. I think it was Shot in the Face. It was, was in coma, and he brought, like, the pig coma, head and shit the there, right? Yeah. And he's on acid, naked, in a church. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. Ventura gets wild, man. It's. Yeah. I was in that band. I was in Encoma. Oh, yeah. Uh, right after that. We had for like uh, a few months, like rehearsals, and then we had one show at Skate Street, and I showed up, and I'm friends with everybody now, so it doesn't matter who, but a couple of the dudes were so fucking leveled on like pills and shit. Oh, yeah. That I, that I was like, I'm not playing fucking death metal when you guys are like this. Like, that's embarrassing. Fuck no. Yeah. So I just left. I just went home. <laughs> oh, you did? You bailed? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's got to be, I mean, that's, well, I mean, you know, if you know what it's going to be, dude, you know what I mean? What are you, what are you supposed to do? I mean. And everybody's doing much better these days. I'll say that. Yeah. The guys from the, yeah, the guys from the band now seem to be doing just fine. And I don't know, I don't know. I know Ray lives somewhere on the East Coast, but he's obviously a talented painter. You know what I mean? I see him posting shit all the time. Yeah, post, Eddie like a motherfucker, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, Ventura (laughs) has such a weird history of like crazy fucking shows. I remember. When I was involved in the church, um, they were doing shows at Horizon Generation, and they were starting to do, like, secular bands, you know, they called it, with like, mm-hmm. the Christian bands that I was in. And we were bringing people in, and, and some fucking girl booked Bad Luck 13. And I was all, oh, no. Like, and they had no idea what was coming, you know. And, and uh, honestly, I should have never said anything, but I had to tell somebody, like, they're going to destroy this place. You know? That's what they do. As soon and as they, they find, out, find it's... out it's a church, yeah, yeah, it's fucking yeah. gone. You know? So I ended up like me and or a couple other people were like, hey, dude, do you know who that band is? And they're like, oh, yeah, well, we heard they're pretty wild. And I was like, it's another level, dude. Like, you know what I mean? So I ended up canceling the show on them, you know? And I was like, hindsight 2020, it would have been a pretty awesome fucking show. But, you know, I, I mean, is having, you know, been away from religion for so long, you know. I, I don't want to see anyone's place get completely destroyed no. anymore. You know? no, I am. Are they were so I, like, do we book this bad luck thirteen? I'm like, ooh, 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 that's going to be bad, dude. There's no amount of Jesus, a, no amount of Jesus a, is going to stop that destruction, dude. They show up with a van full of fucking light bulbs, and barbed wire, and shit. That was like a WWE <laughs> fucking. Yeah, it's like deathmatch. Oh, it right. was right. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, crazy, yeah. Dude. And no. I, I know I'm like, and I'm I'm definitely anti-religious, but I'm also anti-doing mean shit to people for no reason. Yeah, it, including a church, you know. 
Yeah, it takes a yeah. long time. You know, when you're a punk and, you know what I mean, it's just, you're like, I want to see the yeah. fucking world on fire. You know what I mean? Like, and then I actually watched Ventura catch on fire and I was like, I'm not sure I like this, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, damn, bro. That was wild, you know? I watched it from a distance. It was scary. Watch it from the Oakland. I mean, I don't know. Those hills have caught on fire once every five years, at least since I was a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that was a different level, dude. It was. I, yeah, because I, I, I was actually that downtown. Was, and yeah. And I was actually working in Carpinteria, too, and living in Ojai. So we escaped from our house. And then I'm, I, I'm running a massive job in Carpinteria. So now I have to escape from my house and then run to Carpinteria with everything on fire. And I'm wetting down bridges that are about to be poor. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, my God, this is insane, you know? And like I said, I've yeah. been a child of the apocalypse my whole life. I've been ready for it, right. been born for it. And then I saw it happen, and I was like, this isn't so fun, man. This isn't that Not fun. Not so dreamy after all, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not so fun. <laughs> zombies, zombies, I'm okay. But, yeah, just burning everything to the ground. I was like, oh, fuck. It's crazy. See, and that's what the Pretty Uglies did is we tapped into that fear. You know what I mean? No yeah, one likes did. fire. Yeah. It's, 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 it's caveman shit. You know what I mean? Did I make you stop going to church? No. Is that my fault? No. Pussy made, <laughs> no, pussy made me stop going to church, dude. Like everybody. Yep. <laughs> you know, I had someone ask me like a while ago, like, oh, why did you walk away? And I was like, you know, I have all these delicate answers and real things. Obviously, you know, that shit doesn't make sense. But if you really just boil it down, it's pussy. You know, That's such a good as, answer, dude. As soon as you come, you're like, this doesn't work anymore. You don't want us to do this. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you know? You're like, I didn't think about Jesus once in the Not last once, three and a half dude. minutes. You're right? Not, <laughs> Not only that, I didn't care what happened. I didn't care what happened after. You know, <laughs> right. I'm like, just yeah. hungry. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, this is pussy. That was it. You know, you know there's awesome, a million dude. other reasons, I'm sure, but... Really, you can boil Let's it down. To it down. One word, <laughs> one fucking simple, easy, easy to understand word. That was it, dude. Um, so, what made you move to Oakland? Is it is it the band, or I mean, you were getting no. the fuck out of here? There's always I an urge him. to want to leave Ventura for everyone. Everyone's like, I'm ready to get the fuck out of this town, and then no, eventually was... people end up moving back. But you seem to have uh, broke the mold. So, congratulations. Thanks. Um, no, I love Ventura, and I have like a connection to it for sure and i like still like i was in this dime business for a really long time so i walk around downtown and i i like i see shit i made like the big blue ugly ventura sign off the freeway i made that like i painted it like right i look around and i just I, like i've kind of left my mark everywhere i look at any corner downtown and i have mostly good memories yeah. from no i love it i just um I was coming up in high school. I was coming up to Gilman to go to shows with a couple friends and um, always loved like the, the East Bay punk scene was a lot like the living room. It was like the same, like the living room was like our Gilman kind of, right? Right, right. So it was, it just felt more like, probably because I wasn't from here, it felt more like, like a little cooler, like a yeah. little more established, like a little deeper. And, Who's to say if it actually was? I mean, people could have said that about the living room if they just came in from out of town. But um, I liked the vibe. I liked every band. Every band was fucking good that I right. fucking see. And then Cone Hair Kids did a little, like, I guess you call it a tour. Sure. It was like a week going up California and then back down. And when we went to the Bay Area, whether it was like 
Cupertino or Oakland or San Francisco or Berkeley, wherever we played, just the people were so fucking rad. The bands were all so good. There's just some spirit here that, like, I just knew, like, someday I'll, I'll, I'll wind up there. Yeah. And then um, I was, you know, 2010, I, uh, I got married, and my wife wasn't from Ventura, and she didn't like the fact that, like, it's a small town, dude. I lived there for 35 years or whatever. Right. She doesn't know anybody. It was just awkward. And I'm like, well, I'm ready to fail. If you're not comfortable, because yeah. there's like ex-girlfriends and drama and oh, yeah. stories and you know what I mean? Just deep roots. Every uh, restaurant you go to, you're all, this might not be a great experience here. <laughs> whatever, dude. Yeah. So many things, you know? Um, so Oakland was the one place where I was like, well, I've always wanted to move to Oakland. It's like, I love Oakland. So we moved to Oakland. Mm-hmm. I just... I've stayed here since. I came up here and joined a band within like two weeks of being here. Um, played with them for four or five years. Got like solid into my career here and just mm-hmm. put down roots, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. But, I mean, it seems to have worked other, out for you. So how how did you get involved in playing with He Who Cannot Be Named? I mean, what how did that come about? Just being up there? I mean, we know, so, we know, we know he's a mystery. We know all these things. Uh, he's, you know, he's died multiple times. Yeah, he's died. He's come back. He's, you know, all these things. He's not so even human. Yeah, <laughs> is he? You know what I mean? But how did like how did that all come about? I actually, it was his wife who. Sorry, I have a cat who's destroying uh, kids' drawings in my feet. Um, nice. Yeah, my ghost. See look at that? How sad, right? That's <laughs> it. Break that news to my daughter. Um, his wife was in the like Turbo Negro fan club, the Turbo Yugen. Okay. And I had like a, I started the chapter in Oakland when I moved up. Oh. And so she hit me up about some like something related, like the joining or hatches or some bullshit. I don't remember what it was. And I ended up meeting her for like tacos in Alameda to talk about it. And I knew that she was he whose wife. Mm-hmm. And I've been going to dwarf shows since I lived in Ventura. You know, I've been right, going to dwarf yeah. shows since the 90s, like mid-90s. Um, so I went to this taco place, and, I, and she's with this guy, and he's, like, wearing glasses, and he kind of has that, like, gangly sort of... Like, if you've seen the dwarves, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, he has yeah, this, like, sure. way of, like, behaving. And I was like, oh, shit, that's fucking he who. He's like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm whatever. Joseph. Mm-hmm. We'll make up a name. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, big fan, dude. Like, nice to meet you. And while we're eating tacos, his wife and I don't really even talk to each other. It's just me and he who, and we're just going back and forth. Right. And uh, I said, yeah, I know Blag, this dwarf singer. And I know at the time this guy, Chris Fields, was playing with them from San Diego. I knew Chris. Um, small world kind of talk, you know? Yeah, it is. And uh, he said he has like a solo band. And I was like, I've seen that record. I thought it was just like Dwarves members playing on it. And he goes, well, on the record it is, but I have like a band, like I play shows and stuff. I said, well, fuck, if you ever need a bass player, like, I'm here, you know, I'm I'm in a band. Name in the hat, you know? (laughs) Yeah, 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 totally. And it was like, I don't know, six hours later, I got an email with like a set list and like a, I checked out your bands, like, you're really good. Like, want to be in my band? Here's the set list. And I like, Walked in circles around my house, like, holy shit, what the fuck, holy shit. And then that was 
like it, dude. I just came in and just brought in what I bring in, just played real hard and fast and mm-hmm. yelled louder than the last guy and played better than the last guy. And yeah, here I am, you know, I and mean, then since then I've like, and then I've developed like now I like work for the dwarves and I, I have like a dwarf set that I know in case Nick has Nick fucking feral, you know, so if mm-hmm. Nick for whatever reason doesn't show up to a show, then like I'm a dwarves stand in too. So yeah, it all just kind of like happened. Like it just fell into place. Yeah, it's a trip when you meet, you know, people that you admire. And that was the cool thing about punk rock is that you could meet them. And you you know what I mean? It wasn't wasn't the guy hanging out behind the backstage and not fucking doing nothing. You know what I mean? And, right. Uh, and so, um, you know, when you meet them, it's like you always want, you know, it's always you always got to be careful meeting your heroes. You know what I mean? It's you cannot. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> but has I mean, he's I, I don't know what he's like. I don't know anything. You know, I'm not I'm really not interested or invested in it, but. It's got to be a trip, right? <laughs> Did the uh, yeah. allure wear off pretty quick, or is it still pretty weird? No, he's like one of my he's one of my best friends. He's one of the smartest, um, most like fascinating human beings I've ever met. I mean, we we toured Spain, and the whole flight over, he read like a book on totalitarianism. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like the naked guy from the dwarves is like a fucking genius. Big reader. So, he's a big reader. Dude, big reader. A <laughs> yeah, big reader. So. He just recently got rid of his flip phone, which is fucking rad. Classic. What nice. do you expect? Yeah. Um, so remember, you know, you know, Craig McCracken, right? Stacy oh, yeah. Brandt. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know Craig. So me and Craig and Stacy were in like Riverbottom together for, mm-hmm. for years. Um, and we were all big Dwarves fans. Me, I don't know if Craig was there or not. I think for sure it was Stacy. We went to the Troubadour to watch the Dwarves play in like 99 or something. And we were a little early and we're at that, you know, the bar in the back of the Troubadour. Mm-hmm. And this, this dude comes walking in, uh, like long hair, skinny, all fucking weird, same thing, kind of crab walking around, all like the tweaker arms, you know, like mm-hmm. the fucking. For sure. And I was like, I was like, I think that's Gihu right there with no mask on. And Stacy's like, that's gotta be. So he's kind of like looking around like this and he walks up to us. He's like, Hey, how's it going? And I was like, Hey, are you, are you Gihu? And he's like, Yes, names, and he says his name, and shakes her hand, and we're like, oh, shit, he said his name. And he goes, you guys, uh, you guys get me crack? <laughs> oh, and no, I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> no. And he's like, it's my birthday. And I was like, happy birthday. And I said, uh, I think I know, like, a meth guy that might be coming, but I can ask him. He goes, I don't want meth. I want crack. Okay, thanks. And he walked away. And that's actually when I met him the first time. <laughs> okay. And I, I tell him that story now, and he doesn't even remember it. He's been sober for fucking 15 years. Oh, really? Okay. Like, yeah. program sober? Yeah, like sober sober? Yeah. So I tell him those stories. He's just like, ah, yeah, sounds like me. <laughs> so to, to to know that, and like Blacks told me, like, yeah, I've, I've rescued him from, like, he was living with a crack whore under a bridge for, like, three weeks in San Francisco, and I found him and had to drag him back to my house. And so to know that that was him, like, like, that image, the old blood guts and pussy dwarves image, is fucking real. Like yeah. that's not that's not a work, right? Yeah, to you know can't that, you can't not live that life, right? I mean, you oh. know, I, I just don't think you cannot live it. You have, you know, especially that band. I mean, that you know, the fucking the band's nuts. The album covers are nuts. The songs are nuts. You know what I mean? It's like it's all real, dude. It's all real. But but now they're all like fifty something, sixty something, like kinder, gentler dwarves. I still put on a good show, but like to be friends with that guy now and just to see like where he's come as a human being. Right. Yeah. 
yet for like 35, 45 minutes, he'll throw a mask on and take his clothes off and baz out all weird and still be he who. Yeah. Fascinating to me. Like, it's, I love it. Like, like how fast he can get there real quick. You know what I mean? It's just right under the surface, essentially. Instant. Yeah. Instant. Yeah. That's amazing. And, I, I, and I'll watch him get like aggressive, like hit people in the crowd and talk about your shit. And like off stage, the dude is like, he doesn't even cut. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like this kind, like weird, awkward old guy. That's a trip, dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, we all have a deep well of anger we can access pretty quick, I think. <laughs> I mean, especially being yeah. involved. There's a reason we're attracted to punk and metal is, you know, you're yes. angry fucking kid, most likely. You know what I mean? Whatever. For whatever reason. Yeah. Whatever yeah. shit you go through, you know, but it's a trip. Not well adjusted, for sure. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> nice to see that people can grow and change. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I I like to think that I'm I'm definitely like, I mean I don't regret anything and I don't like like I hear a story about the, the VFW hall and like I don't really feel bad but I'm glad I'm not that guy now you well, know like it's a short lifespan to be that guy it's a real short lifespan not, you know what I mean like you can't it's not it's, it's not sustainable uh, uh, you yeah. you know you could do what he did and and fuck fuck off for twenty thirty years but it's gonna fucking kill you you know eventually you know. And that's what I've had, yeah. to, you know, I've had to learn, you know, I got a deep well of anger I could access at any moment, at any point of the day and be fucking, and, and it wouldn't seem to run out, you know what I mean? But you can't, what are you going to live your life like that, dude? Like, there's just no fucking way, you know, you got to find did your kids did, did your kids change that perspective for you at all? They definitely helped. Yeah. And I deal with it every day, you know what I mean? But, Damn. you know, yeah. I, I cuss around my kids. I fucking probably say shit I should never say to them, you know what I mean? And they, you know, they fucking... I'd let them, we let them talk and we let them express their feelings. And they tell you that, you know, they've, we've scarred them in many, many ways. You know what I mean? But I, I've even done stuff where I'm like, that one's going in the book. You know what I mean? <laughs> that one's going in the fucking, yeah. the terror book. But I mean, being a dad, it just, it, it just, it has to change you. If it doesn't, yeah. you're a real piece of shit. I mean, I don't see how, I mean, my favorite thing on earth is the guy that's like, Oh, my kids aren't going to change me. You know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you're such a liar, dude. Like, or I'm never going to be the guy posting pictures of my kids, you know, or blah, blah. That's such bullshit. And you're like, okay, well, buddy. Fuck you. Yeah, go yeah. walk in the seas so your kids can have a cool stepdad someday. Right. Exactly. You know I mean? exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck that. I mean, yeah, it's so that. easy to be a piece of shit dad. I mean, it's, it's right, right there all the time. But it's my mom, you know, told me, she's like, yeah, look, it's super easy to be a piece of shit. You know, we were struggling and. I was fucking going through a bunch of shit when I was younger and I was 27, had, you know, fucking a couple kids, no job that to really support them. I'm on tour three months at a time with no money. You know what I mean? And, and, wow. uh, you know, and it's just like, fuck man, you know, and then you look at, you know, possibly giving up the thing that you absolutely love, you know what I mean? Which if you look at it like that, it's going to eat you up and it's going to make you a miserable fuck, which that's not how I looked at it. Cause my kids are a hundred percent. That's, I have to, it's not even a fucking option. You know what I mean? Like to not provide, to not do the thing for him. But as far as like, uh, I just don't see how it couldn't change you, you know? And if it really doesn't, then you see what that is. I mean, you just don't, you know, there's just no excuse for it. You know what I mean? At all. Yeah. And like, and I, I feel like same as you, like, um, I don't put that all on, on birdie. Like I, she's definitely checked me. Every minute of the day, whether she does it, because I'm like you, like I always have that shit stewing under me. Everything fucking annoys me. I'm, yeah. I'm so fucking irritable. I mean, people 
eat with their mouth open the wrong way, I get fucking annoyed. People crack their knuckles, I get annoyed. Like I get, yeah. I'm very like just shitty that way. But like, I've learned to be. And uh, I heard Shimer mention this on your guys' last podcast. It's, it's so true. Being grateful mm-hmm. just is in the front of my mind all the time. Yeah. So the minute any of that shit wells up, I go. There's a lot more to be grateful for than there is to be like annoyed right. at or aggravated at, you know. Right. And I grew up like my my mom was like a yeller, door slammer, one of those. Like, mm-hmm. I won't fucking do it, dude. I just can't do it. And like Lindsay, like sometimes it'll well up and I'll be like, because kids can be little shit. Like fucking, yeah. they know what they're doing. Oh yeah. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll like bark. You know what I mean? I won't say hurtful things, but I'll say things in like a short, like rah, 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 yeah. kind of way. And Lindsay will kind of look at me like. Sorry, honey. Yeah, no, it's, I mean. No, but I, I say thank you because I look at this yeah. like, adorable little, like, sweetheart, pure right. little girl. Like, uh, yeah. it just feels shitty. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, to make your kids. Immediately. You know, it just, I, I've had points. You know, my daughter's a teenager and she's, <laughs> she pushes those buttons. And I grew up with four, three sisters. You know what I mean? I know what's coming. It's not, nothing's yeah. a fucking surprise, but. I mean, I always joke that she's going to be an incredible ex-wife. You know what I mean? But you know, it's like, cause she is a savage. I mean, she really is, you know. But, you know, I, I fucking, a, a handful of months, maybe a year ago, you know, we got into this major fucking fight. And, you know, I she tried to walk away from me, and I grabbed her arm because I was, wasn't done talking to her. You know what I mean? And she's just yeah. giving me the eyes. And I didn't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hit her. I'm not going to, you know. But, like, that fucking move alone scared me, and it scared her, scared the shit out of her. You know what I mean? And all I did was grab her sleeve and like fucking pull her in front of me. But that, but you know, that but vibe it, came through the physical contact. Oh, and, dude, and yeah, it, it really yeah. it fucking put me in a place where I was like, I don't ever want to be that dude. Like, you know, and yeah. I, tr- you know, we all try. I mean, as long as you're fucking trying. I mean, it's it's just yeah. so fucking hard, man. Like, you know, those. I it, I remember at one point calling my mom, just being like, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> like for being. You know, and I was yeah. a good kid. I was a great kid. Like. But I'm also still sorry. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, my dad. My dad passed away before my daughter was born, and I, I have moments bad. now. I know, but yeah. I have moments where I like. Yeah, I just want to call him and be like, I know I was fucking shit to deal with this again. I mean, because I I remember. I mean, I don't remember a lot from my childhood, yeah. but I I uh, I know how I was as a teenager, and I really remember how I was like in my like early twenties mm-hmm. around Ventura, like as most people will like attest to. Mm-hmm. Like I was not a good person to be around. I was like aggro and like negative and mm-hmm. like I just shit on everything. Mm-hmm. Like everything. Yeah. Um, to the point where like I remember Tony Lopez once, I was maybe like twenty one, like young. I remember him having a talk with me like, dude, we can't hang anymore. Like I can't really be your friend anymore because you're so fucking negative. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And I was like, huh no, I'm not. Ooh. Yeah, I guess I am, and I'll never forget that conversation, dude. Yeah, because well, that's a good friend, man. I mean, I've I've been yeah. the guy. I've done that to people. You know, what I mean, I remember at a point when you're in that like 16 to 18, 20 years old. It's just there's no way to not be a negative motherfucker because you're rejecting uh-huh. everything you've ever learned, and you're gonna figure it out. You know what I mean? But you know, when I you, moved out when I was like 17, so I had right. this chip on my shoulder at like 17. Like I was just like. Yeah, it's crazy, but I mean, what it does, you know, and especially being fatherhood and it's something that you, you know, when I I sent you those questions, you know, you brought up 
something that's like such a valuable point is like understanding your value. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As far as like DIY culture and all this stuff. And it it translates Mm -hmm. into everything. I mean, it took me Mm -hmm. many, many, many years to understand my value, you know, and being, you know, it was after a hundred bands and a hundred fucking failed relationships and, you Mm -hmm. know, becoming a father and realizing that I have to work my ass off to get what I want. There's no fucking shortcuts. You know what I mean? At that point, it made me realize that like, I have to really understand my actual value in this world. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and figure out how to make it work for me and not be a miserable fuck. You know what I mean? You know what, you know what did it for me? I, I mean, I never thought about it till you started talking, but like, I think that change for me really came around the time when like my, my job, I started getting really good at my job and I stayed in the same field. And then I moved up here and was in like, upper management at these companies, like, mm-hmm. like running stops full of people. Like I got the jobs when I moved up here by fucking bullshitting and faking it till I made it. Right. I told yeah. people I was, I was production manager at Dave Steins. At Dave Steins, it was me and fucking Dave. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but yeah. I said that and they're like, Oh, but you, you kind of were, yeah. I mean, but you kind of were, I mean, you know, <laughs> it was, you know what I mean? You know, it was just two guys, but yeah, that's, that's the punk rock that, spirit but, though. You know what I mean? I was like, fuck, I could do this shit. So then I ended up, I did it. Mm-hmm. And then that, that company folded and I went to another company mm-hmm. and said, Oh, I, I was making 15 grand a year more than I actually was making. And they gave me that salary, mm-hmm. gave me that position. And I succeeded at it. And then, right. and then on and on. And I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm good at this. Like, yeah. And this is because it's not because I'm hustling people and like faking it. No. Like I'm actually like, teaching myself these skills and putting in the work ethic. I'm waking up at three in the morning to get to work by five in the morning, which you know all about. Like, oh yeah. When you have that regiment for five and 10 years and that like discipline, it just changes your life. Like I can't imagine sleeping until noon. Now I just, I know. Isn't it insane? Not judging anybody that can, but like, my whole mind I am. Kind of got I'm judging rewired. Him. I'm judging him. I'm judging him. Fuck the lazy like, motherfucker. Get up, dude. Get yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> get up, dude. Do something. You lazy fuck. <laughs> you, know? you know what you know what I mean? Like yeah. you start rewiring your brain and like it's it's all the cliches we're told as a kid about responsibility and mm-hmm. work ethic and all that shit you like as a punk just go, fuck your work ethic and fuck your yeah. responsibility. Yeah. No, it's it's all true. It is like, true dad, dad dad was right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you're right. You know, understanding your value in this place and, you know, and I know you do a new job now, right? You work with like mm-hmm. THC and what you're doing, something like that. So I Randomly mean, but all that, business, yeah. right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. but that shit, it's so weird how that shit translates. Just, you know, you build in that work ethic, you build in not only that, the, you know, the way to, uh, the way you manage yourself as a person, especially when you're the guy that's like me gone on tour ate shit, fucking struggled, understands how what it really takes to do things. You know, th- those things become so important. And then when you understand your actual value, you know, it, you, there's literally almost no limit. You know what I mean? You can take it to anywhere you go, you know? Yes, right. you have to do the work. Yes, you have to fucking perform. But you you have a good base, a good starting point, you know? Well, I, I also, like, and again, these are things I've never really thought about for this conversation. But, like, if I'm being honest with myself, whoever's listening, like, there was a string of friends, band members, girlfriends, whoever, that I kind of, like, walked across to get to where I needed to be, like, Mm. financially or, like, whatever, like, 
kind of a shithead sort of behavior. Like I kind of just like got what I could get from where I could get it just to come up. And like, it was like hustle, hustle life. You know what I mean? And right. I, I, I stood on a lot of people to like get what I wanted. And now everything I have is because I did it. Like I did. Right. I worked for it. I, I apply, like, I, I, I shed that behavior to, like, uh, well, you know, and then there's no self-worth. I mean, I was a cocky motherfucker. That's a lot different than being actually confident and, like, knowing your worth. Yeah. You know? Big difference. Yeah. The, because the, now, the now I, I, of, I, The appearance of competency is a big difference than being competent. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, dude. So now, like, I'm, I feel, like, uh, totally self-confident, totally, like, mm-hmm. proud of where I'm at in life, all that, and, and, I don't think I have that arrogant bullshit cocky streak I had when I was in my twenties like, at all. Well, because it's like, based it's based in fear. You know what I mean? Most 100%. of it, it's it's based sure. in fear or your self value. You know, like in yeah. my industry, the guy that tells me how good he is and how much experience he has and fucking what a bad motherfucker he is, oftentimes is the worst one on the job. He's got a Harley at home and fucking yeah, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, whatever it is, dude. Like, it's the guy that fucking d- comes in, has a good attitude, does his fucking job, performs, doesn't fucking need an attaboy. You know what I mean? Like, those are the guys that make it, you know? And I think a lot of that braggadocious behavior we all have back in the day, you know, it's all based in lack of confidence, lack of, you know, you know, and, validation and, and, something, and, yeah. and some guys should never fucking find it, dude. Like, you know, but I think being a musician, you know, it's, it's a, it's a series, it's a life of no all the mm-hmm. time. I mean, how many times are you fucking was, I, I was rejected all the time by labels, by fucking band promoters, by bands, by bandmates, by fucking, I didn't even you know, ask, a, dude. You know, I, mean, I, didn't, I, I never <laughs> even bothered submitting shit because right. I just knew like, nah, yeah. Nah, yeah but I mean, rejected. a more confident person, a more confident you now, would fucking throw it out there and be like, hey, if it works out, it works out. If it don't, it don't. Well, yeah. Hey, he who, let me play bass for you. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. You know, so <laughs> it's really, it's it's a trip, man. I mean, that, uh, you know, and I, do you really feel like you stepped on people's heads or do you feel like it was just, yes. you really do? Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I feel like I, I, I used a lot of people to get what I needed. Mm. Like, uh, girlfriend pay the rent so I can go on a tour or like, left roommates hanging with bills and shit like that. So just to just stupid, like little, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd like, I'm friends with these people now and and we don't talk about how I used to be. I mean, I think everyone just understands it's like 20, 20 year old shithead behavior, you know? Right. Right. But, but looking back on it now, like, yeah, I was was that fucking guy, you know, Mm. for sure. Yeah. And I don't, I, I knew I was at the time, but I just never really like confronted it and like dealt with it, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a hard reality when you do deal with it, you know, it takes a long time to get through, you know, especially yeah. when you got, you know, it's just so, it, it becomes so transparent after a while, you know what I mean? And people only put up with that shit for so long, you know what I mean? Before they're like, nah, dude, not happening no more, you know? And, and then also, right. but also that gives you the tools to prepare your kids for what they're going to encounter. They're going to encounter people like you used to be and encounter people like me and encounter people that will fucking take you for everything you have. You know what I mean? Just to get, I yeah. Think, you know, and I wasn't, and, yeah. And I wasn't like a, uh, just to be clear, like I wasn't like some predator, like, no, out. I'm not saying you, 
Yeah. But no, no, but yeah, yeah. But there are people out there that are like that. But actually, even even beware of the fucking charming bass player. You know what I mean? Beware of the guy that like, eh, why don't you buy dinner tonight when he's got a you know two hundred bucks in his wallet. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, hundred percent. For instance, and also, you know, I have I have the ability to smell bullshit, unlike a lot of fucking people. You know what I mean? I can I can. I tell, do now. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like I I've seen I've seen it I've seen it all I've seen your kind before. I have the I have a very and I've always had a good bullshit meter. Not your kind, but like what do you mean talk, you people? Like when you when you talk to someone, like when yeah. you talk to someone, you're like. You're I know fucking, you. You're so full of shit, dude. Like I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and now I know I don't even have patience for it. I'm like, all right, bro. What, nice to meet you, dude. I don't. You know, I don't. It takes I, me about. It takes me about five seconds, dude. If mm-hmm. that, I just. I know instantly. Yeah. I had a guy. I, if that- I had a guy at our last show right before COVID. He was standing in front of the bar and he's fucking talking to me and he's telling me, "Oh man, I used to, I toured with uh, who was he telling me? Megadeth. He's telling me he went on tour with Megadeth." And all this shit and just this fucking lines of bullshit, dude. And I, I listened to it for about five minutes. And he's telling a whole crowd of people. And I'm like, you're so full of shit. I can't even fucking hear it, dude. Like You said that? Yeah. I called, I, I was yeah. like, you're out of your fucking mind. Like, it's like, what, bro? I fucking did. I'm all, okay. Yeah. All right, man. Like, it's just this. You're, dude, you're full. Your leg's broken and you're standing at a bar like in Ventura. Like, and you're wasted. Like, nah, man. Like. You fucked up. You should have been like, well, I'm a. I'm a text Dave. Let's do it, Dave. Hey, Dave. What's your name? I couldn't. I couldn't fucking hand. Like, I couldn't hear one more second of it without being like, "You're so full of shit, dude." Like, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know," like, because they just let him talk and they let him say these things, and no one says it. And I'm not the guy that does that all the time. I'm not Mister Call You on your bullshit. Most of the time, I just laugh and walk away. But I just like. No, you're like you're like me. Yeah, yeah, it's it depends. Like, like something about that guy hits some switch in you. You're like, that this, night, guy, this guy's gonna get it. This yeah, guy's gonna get night, it. That night, yeah. dude. You know, and then it <laughs> fucking it turned into a whole thing later on. But you know, it was like, oh my god, man. I just you cannot. I. I don't know. You surround yourself with people like that. It's all you're gonna get forever, dude. You know. But I can spot that's, that that's, shit quick. You know. Well, and that kind of comes with like the band mm-hmm. people territory, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I. I I've always had good luck, man, with being in bands, in bands with people that I respect and love. And I've never, yeah. I've, I don't think I've ever had a band like break up badly, like, which, you know, but it's just not yeah. the culture. You know what I mean? Like you hear are the horror stories, but, uh, and yes, I've been a part of bands that were a fucking mess, you know what I mean? And all these things, but mm-hmm. it just, I've never, I can't imagine surrounding yourself with someone that's just full of shit all the time, you know? Yeah, no, the, I mean, the worst, I, I mean, I'm not here to drag anybody, but like the worst I ever had was a band I was in up here. Mm. Um, the guy wasn't full of shit. He was just so self-absorbed. Yeah. It just got really fucking exhausting to be around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So don't ever join a band. Don't ever join a band with the guy's name and the title of the band. <laughs> okay. I learned yeah. that lesson. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Because that's his band. Red flag. It's his way Ooh. or the highway, brother. You know what I mean? Well, I heard your shit before I joined, and I hear your shit now, and I think uh, maybe you should lean into your band a little more. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but those, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm the fucking bass player, dude. Just the bass player. What do I know? Yeah. That's when you get to go, like, hey, man, I'm just, what do I know? I'm fucking, I play bass. You know? What do I know? That's why I play bass, because I'm it fucking, is what it is, man. I'm a big old dummy. 
Yeah, it's it's a trip. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so fortunate that it, and I've always wanted to be the worst player in my band too. So it's you know I want to be yeah. around people. Manassi and Nick Manassi, and I mean, just fucking hands down, one of the more incredible fucking bass players I've ever. And that's why I always want to play with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've been in like three or four bands with him, right? Yeah, well, he joined Ox at the end, and then we yep. started the Wrath, and now we're and in the Wrath. Song. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he just he does shit, and you're like, that's what you're doing, huh? Weird. <laughs> like, yeah, what, what are you even doing, man? You know. Now Nick's Nick's a clear, perfect example. Like, Nick and I don't know each other like well. We know each other well from being in bands. Like we've played hundreds of shows together with our bands and stuff. I'm sure in a small town, but Nick and I aren't like tight bros, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I would guess that Nick probably isn't one of those guys that, like, took lessons and learned a bunch of theory and stuff, right? No, but he, he definitely understands it. Yeah, he but, figured, yeah, that's, he's that's figured it all out. He's the guy that can play every Beatles song on the guitar, and you're like, Jesus, really? Okay, man, like... But I, Nick's he, a perfect example of, like, yeah. he's, just got, he's just got soul, man. He's just fucking got it. He's got it, man. He's just got it. Yeah. So what's the world looking like for you now that we're climbing out of Corona? I mean, are you guys, is there tour talk? Is there shows going on in Oakland? What's going on, man? Uh, if there's shows in Oakland, I'm not going to them. You know what I mean? I haven't like, heard about it. Yeah. Uh, we're, we had um, UK tour end of August. We're, we were playing Rebellion and then touring like UK, like England, Ireland, Scotland around Rebellion. And we canceled it. You did? Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, Rebellion's still, I think, happening, but, like, it was the tour around Rebellion mm-hmm. when we started really getting a vibe for, like, uh, the clubs. Like, there's a band called The Hit Priest uh, out of Nottingham that I'm really good friends with. We were going to, like, join up with them and backline with them and mm-hmm. jump in the van and do the UK with them. And they were, we're kind of following their lead, and they're like, we don't see how a punk rock show is going to be fun at 25% capacity and yeah, everyone's off. Everyone's offering door deals and shit, and like I can't book a uh, UK tour on door deals. Like, I yeah, need, man, yeah, I need five hundred euro, a hotel, and a meal at least, like, right? Yeah, or a floor and a meal. Like, I don't care if your fucking mom cooks the meal. Like, I just food, a place to sleep, and like five hundred bucks. Yeah, being stuck and across the world with no guarantee of money is impossible. You know what I mean? We won't do it. We just won't do it. Yeah, it's it's I've smart. I mean, been there. It's a smart way to go. Uh, so. So we canceled it because it just didn't seem it was just too sketchy. Dude. It didn't I don't know. I don't like I don't give a fuck if rebellion is still happening. Right. That, that's not the point. Like Yeah. Are you a guy is, that goes to punk rock bowling or any of that stuff or Yeah, every year we got so, married there. So how do you feel how do you feel about uh no effects canceling because of cancel culture? Have you seen this? Yeah. What uh, how, how do you feel about it, dude? I mean Uh it's like the onions got off the layers, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I speak freely on this podcast. I don't like Mike. Okay. I just don't like him. I don't sure. like. Uh, you're, not, got you're, you're not the only one. A lot of people don't like I, the fucking guy. <laughs> I, I know, but I, I don't. It's like not like. Oh, I don't like him because he made people drink his piss at South by Southwest. I think yeah. that's one of the best things he ever did. Actually, that's what I like about it. Yeah. What's like the, the clown? Right? Was uh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he does <laughs> yeah. he does some whatever. Yeah. yeah. YouTube it. YouTube, Koki the Clown, South by Southwest. Koki the Clown, that's um, what it was, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, it's, it's, living up here, it's a really small circle, and lots of people have been on his label or know him, or he's lots of places mm-hmm. all the time, 
and I've never had a good experience with him. Really? Uh, sober or hooked out, he's just kind of a fucking shit. I just don't like it. Sure. And then I see, like, I saw him kick some kid in the face because he, like, hugged him, and I'm like, well, that's classic Mike, and then right. it's nothing, nothing fucking good, dude. Like, his whole shtick is, like, being a fucking shithead, right? You know, like it's it's like being a shithead and like not being witty about it, right? Like, right. Well, it's exactly what, what we've been talking about the last fucking hour. You know what I mean? How long right. does that last, dude? You know what I mean? Before people I don't are like, a, I'm fucking over it. You know? Yeah, I don't care about your story. I don't care about what you've been through and why you are the way you are. It doesn't justify it to me. I think I think you're a shitty dude, and I'd rather not be around you. Right? Yeah. So that's just how I feel about it. Right. So I was at Hellcrop Bowling when they played, and it was pretty weird. Were you there? No, I, I've never gone. Okay. Um, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Um, it was weird being in that open area and, like, seeing the windows all around you right after that shooting happened. I mean, yeah, man. There was, like, there was shit in the air. Like, there was a vibe for sure, right? But nobody really addressed it. We were all just there, kind of uh-huh. powering through, including people, like, from Vegas in the crowd. And the effects comes on. And their logo, like the NoFX banner, the O was crosshair. Oh. And I was like, eh. Like, you fucking edgelord. Like, that's not even funny. Like, if you're going to be an edgelord, like, be fucking funny about it. Like, yeah. like that's just kind of fucking weak, right? Right. And then, yeah, then he said something along the line. I, people say it was Melvin or him. I, don't, I thought it was him. Something like, don't worry, like, you're safe. Like, at least they killed country fans. Like, no one cares about them. They're not going to kill you or something. Yeah. And it was just kind of like a, like, really? Like, not even like, oh, my God, like, pearl clutching. Just kind of like, you're lame, dude. That's not even yeah. funny. Like, well, like just, what a dumb, like a, a bad, bad joke by a bad comedian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're, you're trying to, it was a hacky way to try and shock a bunch of 40-year-old punk rockers, you know? Like, right, right. We're not shocked. We just, oh, here's Mike being a fucking shithead yeah. again. Maybe he'll blame it on being on Coke again, you know? Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So when I saw the the apology and the we're not going to do it because people are mad at us or whatever, I immediately just thought, whatever. Yeah. There's probably something else. There's probably another reason. Or, oh, how adorable. Like, all of a sudden, this dude knows how to apologize and cares about an impact he's making. Right. I, I really, I would respect him more if he just owned his fucking shitty joke and went and played the show. Right. Well, that's what I, that's what I don't know. It's like a band who's made their career on being, you know, shocking, uh, essentially, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and they're, I mean, they just, they're always them, right? They're always no effects. But, you know, for them to, I thought it was, I was like, it looks even dumber to roll it back and be like, yeah. Hey man, now we give a fuck. A year later, after COVID, yes. after everyone's fucking died around, you know what I mean? Like it's just yes. like I don't know. And I'm not. A, I'm not it's a No Effects fan. Period. I. I mean, I think the music's okay. There's about six, ten well, million records I'd listened to before I got to one of theirs. Um, you know, yeah. so it was. It's no skin off my back. But you know, I just thought, like, wow, what a weird. And it was like literally because people were mad at us, and it was like. I thought it was odd that, like, why wouldn't you really develop? I don't know. I, I guess some people just his, his whole his, his shitheads. You know? <laughs> like, his old shtick is, I mean, what's that? He has a line. Why? When did punk rock become so safe? Right. That's right. his whole thing. Well, you're doing it. Like you're, you want to be edgy. You want to be dangerous. You want to be fucking Fat Mike. It's the Fat Mike show. Yeah. Um, that's that's. It was very on brand. You know what I mean? To like make that stupid joke. 
Mm-hmm. So why, yeah, why fucking roll it back now? That's a fucking bitch move. Own your shit, be that guy, and go play the show. Yeah, if it's an option, you know, maybe maybe yeah. it wasn't an option for them. You know maybe I mean? it wasn't. Yeah, stuff, that's know. back to what I said, dude. There's, I think there must have been something else because the the classy way of handling it and still being, it still say no effect and yeah. keep your brand or whatever is to show up, play the show, and not fucking mention two years. Right. Just play. It. Right. Now, now, don't make another shitty fucking joke. Yeah. But don't, but don't apologize either. Just come out, play a fucking good, solid set, do your, like, stage banter, rat pack bullshit right. you guys do, and then fucking leave. Yeah. So, Devo can play. I mean, you know? you're, you're really just giving in to those, that one, two percent that are screaming on the internet anyway. You know what I mean? Like, you know, everyone's stoked. I mean, I, I got it. I don't know if you saw, but there was a show in Echo Park last weekend, dude, that was out of control. Dude. I mean, I, they, they, I, I don't even know who played. But, you know, shows are starting to come back, and they're not only are that, they're coming back hard. Like, these fucking guys had, like, flamethrowers in the crowd. It was under a bridge in Echo Park. Flamethrowers, they're fucking shooting fireworks. The police. Was it Wacko? Was it that band Wacko? I don't know who it was. Yeah, I just saw, like, crazy footage from it. You know what I mean? And so the this police band Wacko. The and they're shooting rubber bullets into the crowd. And I was like, oh, man, if this is shows, I'm not, I'm good, man. <laughs> like, I don't want to be there. But I, it may have been them. I, I don't know what it is. You know who that is? They, like, they did that Denny's show that got all went viral where they went oh. to, like, the Denny's, like, uh, birthday party room, and they had right. a punk rock show. Oh. And then they, like, do, like, parking garage shows. And they're just, like, young kids. But their oh, whole I'm... thing is, like, it's, like, old rage style, like, word of mouth. We're going to meet at this right. past generator into a punk rock show it must there was no less than 600 people there dude i mean no fucking less and i mean it ended with fireworks are going off i saw flames in the crowd the fucking police are shooting bullets at them hell yeah <laughs> like, I, like oh I, I, no dude. yeah i don't want to go but i'm glad it exists you know yeah, my buddy kellen I, I hit him up but he's the one that posts all the videos i'm all dude where what are you doing and he's like he's all, it was so nuts dude like he's like, i don't even know who played i showed up uh, shit was going out of control. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, dude. Like, I just think people are going to be so goddamn wild when they come back, you know, after being cooped up. Yeah. Here, you know, like, I wonder what punk rock bowling is going to look like. You know, it's, I, don't know. I want to go for this year for the first time. Cause now I have a job that I actually can take time off and it's not going to kill anything. You know, uh, I, yeah. I'm like terrified to fucking see what the reality is going to be, you know, when people come back. I'm like, Lindsay wants to go real bad. I'm kind of like, I mean, yeah, I want to go, but like, I, I don't really like Las Vegas in the summertime. I've been a lot. I think every band, every band that I want to see, like I've seen in a club or like I saw Devo at Punk Rock Bowling. I've seen the Bronx in, in situations you should see the Bronx in, not yeah. outdoors at a festival. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Luna checks us out the living room. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm good. But like, she wants to go, like, I'm, you know, kind of open to it. But I don't know what it's going to look like. I mean, we're vaccinated. I don't know what anyone else's stand is on that. Like, I we yeah. kind of do the responsible thing. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, th- I feel like going to a show is a different discussion than playing a show, right? Like, right, right. Playing a show, I got six feet built in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like close talking to drunk motherfuckers anyway, so right. that works out. Like, it's not so irresponsible or whatever you want to call it to play a show I don't think and I believe in like you her them the next person can do whatever the fuck they want to do right so if, if someone chooses to come to my show and 
200 people agree with them and choose to show up and slobber all over each other, that's on them. I yeah, don't really man. care. And I don't feel like I'm contributing to the problem because I believe in individual choice. I mean, yeah, man. I I'm mean, not going to control them. People want to fucking come out. I'm down. I got vaccinated. I'm, you know, I'm like fucking month from my second shot. I already had it, you know, a month ago. Same. And it's yeah. like, I'm so, and all my bands vaccinated, we're so ready, you know, but I also don't want to show up to a fucking absolute nightmare either. You know what I mean? So it's like, you yeah, just don't know, because, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be responsible for anyone getting fucking fucked up or, you know, and I'm not worried about the COVID. I'm worried about people just being fucking out of control. You know what I mean? Cause it's those first handful yeah. of fucking shows back are going to be pretty nuts. Almost any, and I have a tendency to bring that out in people anyway. Like, I don't know what it is, but. They always want to jump on the stage and talk to me and they fucking and I, you know, I have a real problem with it, you know, and it's like I do. And I've talked about it. I want to remain thinking my language. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I, it's I don't know what it, I bring, it's, it has to be me at some point because it's happened to me my whole life, like my whole music career. So, There's um, two other microphones up here. Why are you coming from mine? We have a 25 minute set and you want to talk like, you know, what I mean? it's like, what the fuck? I, Anyway, but, um, you know, I do want to be, like, grateful. I want to fucking – I want to be – I'm so excited on the prospect of playing, but I just, like, I'm almost worried about how wild it's going to get, you know. And Ventura's got a fucking history, bro. You know? <laughs> have you – have you – yeah. You know? uh, have you um, – have you guys considered any kind of, like, live streaming thing or anything like oh, that? Oh, fuck, dude. So fuck, we fuck did that, it. right? No, we did oh. it. And it was a disaster. Dude. Yeah, see? So like yeah. we re we released our record in June, right? And in accordance, we did all this press. We set up a live stream. We were gonna do a live stream a few days on the Friday or whatever, or whatever day it was, a Wednesday or something. Fucking set this whole thing up, dude. And uh, Bill Benson, do you know Bill? Uh, Probably, in, but I don't know. Doctor No Days. He's in my band now. Um, he fucking he's he's a tech guy. He's like, we'll set it all up. We're going to go to Armand's studio. We're going to do it. It's going to be killer. You know, he's got multiple cameras. This fool has a heart attack three days before the fucking live stream. Wait, so, was he in Dr. No? Is that yeah, what you said? Yeah. yeah. What do, you, what do you play in Dr. No? Bass. Well, and the, one of the versions of Dr. No, the Kyle Dr. No. After, after his meal. Yeah, and he was in Brilliant Machine. Yeah. He's, you know, he's an old Nardcore dude. I know uh, that guy. Hair, dude. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. He, and, well, and, goddamn, is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. He's in my band now. You know, it's, it's all good. But you know, this guy has a heart attack, fucking three days before, and now I'm a moron, and I'm left to try to figure out how to use this fucking streaming system and all this. And I mean, and literally, as soon as we started, the stream tanks, and it's fucking. We go to Instagram Live, and it works okay after that. But it was like. What a shit show. I'll never, I don't want to do it again. I think if I do it, we'll record it and release it. You know what I mean? Like, I have no idea, but I'm not, I'm not interested with the prospect of shows coming back. I'd rather wait another six months. You know what I mean? Like we had, a, we had a couple labels ask us like, dude, it was like last June or July, like fresh into the pandemic. Like mm -hmm. you guys want to do a live stream and we're just like, not now and probably not even a year, Like we are not a live stream. Band. Yeah, yeah, that's a nah, problem. dude. But we're gonna do. Um, there's, I don't know if it's, I don't, know if I, can, I don't think I can announce it, but uh, in the next month, there's a dwarves live stream. Oh, it's cool. gonna be one of those. So I'm working that because it's like a paid ticket kind of deal. One of those like, like what the Melvins were doing, you know, like where you yeah, can, like, dude, they did like a full cool TV channel for like a day, right? 
I yeah. didn't watch it, but I wanted to. I didn't either. Yeah. Same. I like Nick yeah. Cave. Didn't Huge Melvin's like fan. Of... Didn't watch it. Yeah. I love you guys. I'll never support you, but I love you. I'll scream you all day. Yeah. Don't wish. Forever. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fuck you, Buzzo. That's... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, he's a, he's a lovely, grumpy dude. Uh, yeah, I met him a couple times. He's awesome. <laughs> Fucking weird. What a yeah. fucker. Best laugh ever. Like, he's got the coolest laugh anyway. Yeah, he does, man. Uh, uh, but it's going to be like people buy a ticket. And it's at the Great American Music Hall up here, which is a rad venue. Right. And it's going to be like a full stage production with like lights and multiple right. cameras and all that. But it's like they hired a team right. that's been live streaming bands at venues for a year. Right. Yeah. It's going to come out and handle it. Like the Dwarves didn't do a live stream last year because those dudes aren't going to be setting up their cell phones for like Instagram Live. Like they right. waited until like now there's a crew of people that like stream live bands at venues. So they hired those dudes. They're going to come and do the production and we're just going to show up and play. Yeah, man. Yeah. But I I, even that, even that, like, I don't know the exact ins and outs of it. I don't even know if it's truly live. It might be like live and then you can like log in and watch the recording for a month or so after you buy your sure. ticket. Yeah. Or it might just be a pay to watch this recorded thing. I don't really know how they're, how they're doing it. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I, I do like the fact that people have adapted and changed and made it work and done mm-hmm. some pretty interesting shit. You know what I mean? I love that because that's, I mean, that is punk rock spirit. That's figuring out Dude, how to yeah. make shit work when it cannot work is killer. You know, I just, I'm a moron, dude, and I'm mind tanked. <laughs> yeah, I love that other people are doing it. It's just it's just not yeah. for, like, me or my band. But, like, right. yeah. if, if it didn't, ex- if, if people weren't out there doing it, can you imagine? Like, yeah. I, yeah, man. Yeah, it's but we crazy. have we have again. I don't know if, what can be announced, but we have a couple shows in late August, like last weekend of August, book. Cool. Uh, in in Texas. Oh, okay. Nice. So we're flying out for a couple of Texas shows, and a buddy of mine that books out there. He's a couturing stand-up comic and like mm-hmm. knows the game and everything. He's been like kind of feeling the climate out there and he's like i think by august by late august it's gonna fucking go up oh they're wide be. open anyway dude i mean it's like florida well, over there you know that's what i thought dude we but we went there to watch him do like a comedy show like him and this guy eddie pepitone um opened up this comedy club they were the first show like the first weekend back so Lindsay and i flew out there to go support it mm-hmm. because he hadn't done a show in a year and a half yeah he went from being a touring comic to having to make action figures on mm-hmm. on the side to like survive right yeah so i'm like fuck yeah jt is like doing comedy again let's go support him and i expected just like lawlessness we were vaccinated I was, yeah. but i expected like just some bullshit no we had to wear masks it was tables were six feet apart oh really it was yeah. yeah even like when the show was out like the bar situation people people kind of like on their own just sort of migrated into little groups mm-hmm. separated from one another um but then, yeah, but then you go out to 6th Street in Austin, and it's fucking legit. It's chaos, like, yeah, for sure. No mask. It's like, I don't know, the street's blocked off. People are puking on each other and shit, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, But the Some venues, part. it seems like the venues are still trying to kind of be responsible and manage yeah. death. Well, that's good. But by, but by late August, on show, I think that's all off the table. It's going, dude. Yeah, I'm hoping August, September, we can start playing again, you know? That'd be, that'd be the, that's the hope, you know? But we'll see. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. We had the same dis- we had the same discussion as a band too. Like, do we want to go out to Texas and do this shit? Like, well, we have six feet built in if it mm. gets wild, and 
those people can do whatever the fuck they want to do. Right. Exactly, man. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. Well, dude, thanks so much for coming on the pod, man. I appreciate it. It's fucking yeah, nice to catch up with you. You know, we never really it's got fun. to chat too much back in the day, but that's killer. Yeah. Watch um, your band play all the time. Yeah, cool. man. Uh, is uh, <laughs> I know uh, you got a couple things. What throw out your bands, tags, and all that stuff. Uh, he who cannot be named on not super active on social media, but we have an Instagram and a Facebook. I'm Bobby Ramon seventy seven on Instagram. Um, Nothing really to plug. I mean, we were demoing a new record when COVID hit yeah. and stopped completely. Like, we tried recording at home, and it just flamed. It's like sending tracks back and forth is stupid. We just stopped. It's so we just we just yeah, flamed. We, we practiced twice in the last two weeks and um, going to start demoing a new record, but maybe we're in no I mean, someday soon there will be another record. We're yeah. just kind of chilling. So yeah. nothing really to plug, dude. I'm just kind of... Okay. Well, I will say that you are one of my favorite shit posters on Facebook. So that's, I always look forward, dude. The, the memes, well, the I'm fucking a, articles. The, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm I banned again. I know. Are you really? <laughs> you're always getting banned, dude. I love dude, it. That, dude, oh, man. So I'm not trying and to take you're you like, over. You're but... like the new Peter in the test tube, baby, dude. You're, you're fucking banned from the book. It's, <laughs> it's so stupid, dude. Like, I, <laughs> so it, it started, it started back in, like, in the Trump days. Yeah. I, I would just get so, like, it's that well you're talking about, right? Like I was tapping into that. Like I had to fucking, and I've learned not to, but I had to fucking engage with every stupid motherfucker. Like yeah. I couldn't just, yeah, yeah. I couldn't just scroll past. I had to like just roast the shit out of somebody or like what. And it was always calling a racist or a piece of shit, like a racist piece of shit. Right. That's all I was ever doing. Yeah. I called someone like a white trash motherfucker. That was the first thing, and I got uh, thirty days for hate speech because you can't say white trash. Oh, it's like really? word for white people. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, according to Facebook. And then uh, I said, make assassination great again about some Trump thing. And I got <laughs> I got I got 90 days for that. One. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then I came back, was on for like a week and I got a notification. Oh, you're banned for 30 days because of something you said six months ago. I'm like, now, they're, the now they're on to you. Now you're in the system, dude. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm in the system. Yeah. So you're, I can't, you're like I, a black guy in prison right now. You're fucking done, dude. You're always, you're the, always done forever now. Dude, for 13 months, I've been banned for eight of them. <laughs> so the latest one, I told someone, I said, I said, stay in school, dummy. Cause he like talks some shit to me, like in all consonants or whatever, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like I just had a stroke, you know, stay in school, dummy. Uh, thirty days for bullying for calling a guy a dummy. That's what I'm saying, man. Now you're in the you're in the system. You got in the algorithm, dude. They're fucking, they're gonna Whatever. Just, you got to change your name or something, you know? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I, I, mean, I fuck multiple, I don't care enough. Yeah, like it's not real life. I, I do thoroughly shit. enjoy it. So please keep it up. It's one of my favorite. I'll be back. Things, I think at 18 days. I'll be back. Hey, if you want to get into some <laughs> real chaos, dude, there is a corn burrito site, it. dude. No. This is beautiful. <laughs> Dude, there is a corn got... burrito fan page yeah. in Ventura, and yeah. it is chaos, dude. Because it's Did Nell only... start it? Uh, no, but he's on it. And he's it on is, it, yeah, yeah. It's, you can only talk about corn burritos, but I'll tell you what. When someone posts something that – and for those of you who do not know, corn burritos are specific to Ventura County. It is yes. a bean taquito with cheese and, and a little bit of red sauce on it or dipped in red sauce, and that is it. That is the only way it's allowed to be. People will post like, hey, I got corn burritos over here, and everyone's like, fuck you, Donna. You're a piece of shit. 
those aren't corn burritos. And it'll spawn 160 <laughs> fucking comments. <laughs> it is pure chaos, dude. And it's my favorite fucking Facebook page ever. It's called well, I Love gonna, Corn Burritos. I'm going to send you a request, dude. You'd be great. I'm going to I'm gonna take an apple core. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to core a fucking uh, cob of corn and jam it with a hamburger meat in it and fucking yeah. post it. Okay. <laughs> It, you will the amount of comments will be shocking, dude. It's so good. So I got I got kicked out of that. Um, is it what I love about or I'm from Ventura, California? The Facebook oh, group. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've seen those. It was like real bad. It was. It was I got kicked out during the like um, taking down the Junipero Serra statue discussion. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said some shit. I, don't know, I got kicked out for some reason and uh, shit talking to someone. But in that group, the corn burrito like undercurrent is so strong and i thought like those were not even good like is oh. ventura really that proud of these fucking things like for real apparently yes apparently yeah because yeah. if you go anywhere outside of ventura i mean there's some areas surrounding ventura that do it but no fucking way it's not happening i mean fucking try to go order corn burrito in, in oakland and see what happens they're gonna they're gonna be like what the fuck are you talking about you know? so the taquitos is what they call them yeah exactly but anyway it's so mm-hmm. funny man but uh thanks again man I, it was awesome to have yeah you, you know Pleasure. Thanks for having me.